Hello and welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. I hope everyone, as always, is doing as good as one can possibly be doing. Can you believe we are two months pretty... Well, we are. Is it March today? I think it is March today. We are in March and... Well, it's not March I'm recording this, but it'll be March when it drops. So it's March in your world, not in mine. Two months down already. Nuts, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. Christmas soon. But no, today's podcast is all about a bit of a hot topic in my industry. Now, I don't really know if it's a hot topic um, amongst kind of like what maybe you guys are seeing on social media, but for myself as a coach, it's something that has been debated quite a lot amongst other coaches, which is the calories in versus calories out debate. Because there's a lot of people right now just pushing the idea that all that all that matters, all that matters is the calories in versus calories out model. Others are then saying, no, it's more than that. You have to look at macros and you have to look at individual nutrients. And it seems to be very, very polarized. And I basically want to talk to you today about my take on the calories in versus calories out argument and why I do agree with it to an extent, but why I also think that just purely looking at just calories is, is problematic in society. And I think it is going to lead to more problems and solutions down the line for quite a lot of people too. So if this is a bit of you, keep listening. And if it's not, you probably wouldn't have clicked on this podcast in the first instance. So I wanted to talk first and foremost about the calories in versus calories out model. Because ultimately, I am in agreement that the, the biggest dictator of your body weight is going to be your energy balance. So energy balance is all about energy in versus out. If you want to lose weight, you have to be in a deficit because then the body's like, oh, okay, I don't have the food coming in. I need to get the energy from somewhere. And that's what it burns through the fat stores. And that's what leads to weight loss. So in order for that to happen, you do have to be in a deficit. Um, so you have to make sure that you are either eating less, moving more, or a combination of the two. Now, a lot of people say that that is literally as far as it goes. So in theory, you could be eating, this is where the flexible dieting movement, if it fits your macros movement came in, you know, you could be eating just pizza every single day and still lose weight. Of course you could, absolutely. Um, But there's more to it than that. And this is what I really want you to take from this podcast. I don't want to overcomplicate it, which some people seemingly do. I just want to tell you what it is that you need to know and why I want you to think a little bit deeper when it comes to your health, your body composition. And actually the ease of diet and success and longevity when it comes to calories and why you want to just take it that one step further and understand that it is a little bit more than that. And it's about where your calories come from to an extent. So we know that you need to be an energy deficit, but where the nutrients come from, where you take those calories from does make a difference. And the problem I have is that a lot of people that will push this very, very flexible approach to dieting are genetic freaks. If you think about people like Matt Does Fitness is someone who comes to my mind who can eat literally crap a lot and still look pretty damn good. And these people kind of give off the impression that, you know, if you you want to look your best self, it really doesn't matter. Just eat less and, you know, just eat whatever you want and you'll be fine as long as it's within your calories. But there really is more. And that's what I'm going to explore today. So the first topic within that is I want to explore body composition. So when you go to lose weight, there is usually the reason of, I want to lose weight to look better. I want to feel better in my clothes. I want to feel good naked. I want to feel good on holiday. I want my old wardrobe to fit me. I want to just look in the mirror and not hate what I see. Now, when it comes to calories, what you eat is actually going to have a big influence on that. It's not just about the intake of numbers in 1600 calories, 17, 1800 but where they come from. So when it comes to body composition, you do actually want to have a bit of a consideration of your macros. 
Um, if you want to, you know, lean down and have some lean muscle definition, that toned look that people bang on about, you got to be having protein. You have got to be having protein within your diet. Protein, protein, muscle just doesn't magically appear on the body. Even if you are like lifting weights, it needs protein in order to repair and grow and, and stick on the frame of our bodies. So you do want to ensure that you're having protein within, within your diet. And as well, nutrient quality, there is a lot of studies to show that if you just eat processed crap, it's going to have a very, very negative impact on your body and how it looks. And thinking about things as well, that if your diet is predominantly composed of carbohydrates, carbohydrates store as water. So if you are having a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of carbs, like that's all you're eating, you are going to have a much more watery look. If you are having a lot of inflammatory foods, so a lot of processed foods, that inflammation is going to give you a more bloated, poofy look. So your actual overall look and composition is going to be influenced by not just the amount of calories, but what's within them. So someone who eats 1700 calories of, you know, chicken and lots of fruits and veggies and, you know, good balance of the macros still having, you know, I'm not saying they're not ever, ever eating a bit of chocolate, some crisps, a bit of cake, opposed to someone who is literally just getting all of their calories from, uh, you know, bread and chicken, not chicken, chicken's the good stuff, bread and um, chocolate and crisps and chips and um, chicken nuggets, all those sort of processed things, their look is going to be so different, so different. So that's the first thing to consider. And this is where this 80-20 rule that people bang on about in our industry is banging because that 80-20 rule gives you that freedom and flexibility to still include things that you enjoy on your diet, but to have the majority coming from the good stuff that is going to inevitably make you look a hell of a lot better. The next is training. So if you are in a deficit and you are wanting to, you know, still be fitter, be stronger within that deficit, you have goals within your fitness, then what you're eating is going to have an impact on how you perform in the gym. So if you are just eating processed crap, you are going to be feeling sluggish. So you're not going to be running your fastest. You're not going to be lifting your heaviest. If you are not really having any sort of carbs and you're just having, I don't know, just just chicken or something, I don't know, crazy, just purely keto, you are going to be feeling tired. If you aren't eating around your training, so if you're just having all of your calories, let's just say at night and like nothing during the day and you're training during the day, you're going to be tired. So again, thinking a little bit, not just about quality and quantity, but how you're spreading that food out across your day is going to be impactful as well. So if you want to tone your physique, you want to make sure that you are able to train at your best and lift heavy weights, which means you need to fuel your performance as best as you can within a deficit. If you want to run fast, you need to be fueling that and recovering from that. So again, thinking about the training side of things as well, you know, if you are able to train harder and heavier and better, it is going to one potentially burn more calories for you as well, but have a positive impact on your mental well-being because you are progressing, but also again on your body composition. So that is why consideration of having whole foods that digest well, putting those foods around your training window rather than just backlogging every single bit of calories that you have into that one piece at the end of the day and then just having, you know, salad throughout the rest of the day because it's all you can fit. So that's something you want to consider too. And then calories aren't all equal. And this is kind of where the debate, um, I've seen the debate really take force on social media, but it's put across in a way that is very confusing. And I just want to really want to simplify it to you in that the calories that you eat will have a different impact on your overall energy balance. So what do I mean by this? Yes, it's calories in versus calories out, but 
the calories that you put in and where they come from will have an influence on the calories out. So we've already talked about the fact that if you're eating a lot of junk food, a lot of processed foods, you're probably going to be a bit more tired, a bit more sluggish, which is going to decrease your overall energy output because you won't be feeling energized throughout your day. So you're actually going to decrease how many calories you burn. And as well, protein has the highest thermic effect of food, which in its less scientific terms means that protein has requires the highest amount of calories in order to, to digest and burn opposed to carbohydrates and fats. So if you are having a higher protein diet and a good quality you know, nutrient dense diet, you will probably actually be burning more calories a day than someone who is eating a lot of junk food. And therefore you could be losing weight faster and looking better, even if you were doing in theory, the exact same calories at the exact same body weight, doing the exact same training protocols in terms of steps and how many gym sessions you were doing simply with that manipulation. So you see how that, yes, it's calories in and calories out, but you can actually influence the calories out with the calories in, um, which people don't even think about and consider. So that's the first thing. You can actually create a bigger deficit, improve your body composition and improve your training in terms of fitness levels or by simply what it is that you eat. The next one I'm going to move on to, and again, this is, this is probably the one I'm most passionate about and the one that is really brushed under the carpet is health. Because if you just have an, if it fits your macros, flexible calorie counting approach, and you're just literally, I've seen it on these calorie counting pages where it's like, I'm fitting my calories, but every single meal is just processed shite. Like literally just from, you know, Iceland, frozen chicken nuggets and one of those frozen ready breakfast. And it's like, no, 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 no. There has to be a consideration of health as well. You know, why, why are we negating our health? Like, you get taught from like three years old that you want to be eating your fruits and your veggies and, you know, rice and potatoes because it's where our vitamins and minerals are. It's what's good for our immune system. And it's like, we just forget that. We just negate. It's like, it doesn't matter. Calories matter. Yes, they do. But where they come from does as well. You know, as COVID taught us nothing that we all want a thriving, thriving, thriving immune system. Yes. Yes, we do. So I'll see people's full days of eating and there's not a fruit or a vegetable in sight. And it's like, this is the basic fundamentals. Why, why are we not eating our fruits and veggies? Again, if you're just having a very, very processed diet, full, full, full of sugar, um, you might be putting yourself at risk of diabetes and insulin resistance. And insulin resistance as a bare minimum is going to make fat loss harder because if you are insulin to re resist if you are insulin resistant, where I'm trying to go with that, you are more pre, you are predisposed more so to store body fat with the foods that you eat. So again, if you are having more sugary foods, you may be putting yourself at more risk, making weight loss harder, but then also the health complications of things like diabetes and blood pressure and all nasty things that we, we don't really want to think about, but they could be happening if you're not looking after yourself internally with the foods that you're having. And again, if you're just having loads and loads of processed foods and no good quality dietary fats or no fats at all, that's terrible from a hormonal perspective for us women. We need healthy dietary fats in order for our hormones to do their thing. You know, our estrogen, our progesterone, our testosterone, our cortisol, all of these things that we want functioning the way that we want, they need good quality dietary fats. And if you're not having any of those and it's just the only fats that you're getting are from the cakes and biscuits and cookies that you're having, that's no good. That's no good. And no wonder you may be running into issues with your hormones, like, you know, really bad long periods or missing periods or heavy periods or all these things can be massively driven by inflammatory foods or just a lack of good quality, healthy dietary fats. And like I've said there, the micronutrients in your fruits and veggies and whole foods 
have so much benefit for us day to day, our immune system, healing, energy, metabolism, mood, oh, the list just goes on. It, it's, it's nuts how many health benefits just eating good quality foods have on our overall health. So yes, you may be bettering your health in the respect that you are losing weight. So maybe a healthier BMI, which I'm going to say in those little rabbit finger things, because I'm, BMI is not the be all and end all, but you're bringing your body fat levels down to a safer level, reducing risk of things like, you know, blood pressure and heart disease and, you know, arthritis, but then you're not actually eating good quality things, which is then diminishing your hormones, you know, your immune systems in the gutter, you're actually making yourself more insulin resistant. Well, then why are you bothering? You know, why are you even bothering? So if you are trying to lose weight, there is probably going to be some health on the forefront of your mind. So don't negate that by just fitting anything that you want into your calories. Are you actually having your nutrients? And you can't and shouldn't rely on just like multivitamins to get your nutrients in as well. You know, don't just be relying on vitamins and minerals that you can buy in the shops. Get them from your food. They're so much better for you. So much better. And then the last bit that I want to touch upon is actually how eating good quality foods can actually make your diet easier. Now, people think diets are going to be easier if you just eat whatever you actually like and fancy and fit that in. So yes, if I'm eating pizza every single day, if I'm having a chocolate bar every single day, um, if I'm having chips every single day, then I know I like the food. So then therefore I'm going to stick to the diet easy. Well, yes, but also no. And this is again where that balance comes in. I do think that having, you know, like full blown, clean eating, no knife, nothing nice, keto, stupid approach is stupid because you are inevitably going to be food focused and thinking about all the things that you can't have. And that is going to make dieting just bloody awful. But then if you go, completely to the other end of the spectrum you actually find that people who do go to that really really processed approach of like i'm calorie counting but i'm just eating shite end up just overeating anyway these sort of foods like pringles well think pringles pringles are the best analogy right you can't just have one fucking pringle because you get that dopamine hit and then before you know it, it's like oh shit i've eaten the whole packet oh dear but that's because they do have this really crazy influx of serotonin and dopamine they make you feel good they're so much easier to over consume on for that reason so you might be saying, well, I'm just going to have a biscuit every single day. One biscuit becomes a packet. So the more of these highly palatable foods that you put into your days, the more opportunities you're probably creating for yourself to be at risk of just overeating and overindulging as a result. You'll find as well that these foods don't fill you up, right? They do, they do not fill you up. Imagine a couple of hobnobs, right? You've had a couple of hobnobs with a cup of tea. How do you feel after? Pretty again, pretty easy. I'm going to guess, right? How would you feel having a massive, like a, you know, like Subway size, fuck off, massive chicken salad? You'd probably be pretty satiated, pretty happy. They're about the same calories. You know, they're, they're probably about the same calories, but the satiety impact is going to be hugely different. So when you do have more good quality foods because you're eating more protein, because you're eating more fiber, you will feel fuller. You won't be hungry and food focused all the time. Your blood sugars are going to be so much more stable. You're not going to be as anxious. You're not going to be as stressed. You're going to be feeling mentally better in a mentally better headspace, more energized, and ultimately you won't be starving hungry all the time. There is also something that people don't realize that processed foods have a leeway. So if your hobnob, for example, says is 60 calories, I think it's like 20, it might even be 40%. It's at least 20% leeway that it's allowed to be. So what I mean by that is that hobnob might actually be 20% more calories than what it says it is. So when you're actually tracking these foods in, the more processed foods you have, the more opportunity and potentiation you have to actually be eating more than you think you are. So if you're just going purely off the packet, 
And let's just imagine worst case scenario, every single one of those foods is right at the top of that, that leeway mark where it could be, you could then be eating what, like four or 500 calories extra without even intentionally doing it. Whereas a potato is a potato or hundred grams of potato is a potato. Whereas like a bagel, they just give the average of what it should be. And, and it could be anything that bagel could be 200 calories. It could be 240. It could be a little bit less, but you just don't actually know. And there's nothing we can really do about that unless you actually want to sit and weigh it out. And ugh, no one's going to do that. Like that's just taking the piss. That's taking forever. Like I, I'm, I'm happy for that little bit of leeway and it's, it's absolutely cool. And it probably won't make a difference, but the more of that is in your diet, the more chance you've got for that leeway to be a problem. And again, density versus volume is probably the last thing that I want to say there in terms of making your diet easier. So again, if you think about, like I was saying, the two hobnobs, they're really small, they're quick, they're gone in a couple of seconds. You don't really feel like you've eaten anything. Whereas a chicken salad, you've got to sit, eat, you know, it's quite a fair few mouthfuls before it's done. You've, you've got that acknowledgement that you've, you've eaten something. Foods that are more processed tend to be denser, which means there's more calories in a, in a smaller amount. When you're dieting, you don't want dense, you want volume. You want to feel like you've got a lot of food there just to make you feel better that psychological thing of you feel fuller because you are having more mouthfuls and it's not just psychological it's actually physiological too because the more that you start to chew and break foods down that process of the digestive system sending the signals to the brain i am eating you can start to release the 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 satiety hormones here because i'm good i'm happy i'm eating that takes time so if you're having more food going on that is going to kick in Whereas if you're having things that are really, really small, your, your body is broken down, digested, the brain isn't going to be able to send you that fullness single, single signal. That's what I was trying to say there. So that is my little ramble over, but that's my thoughts on the calories in versus calories out debate and why, yes, I do think it is mostly important about the energy deficit. Do I think people overcomplicate it? Yes, I do. But do I think people downplay the importance of where your calories come from, I do. And this is why I do like to educate my clients on this. This is when I look through their nutrition diaries, I will make sure that they are having flexibility and that they are able to adhere to their diet, but that we are considering these factors and variables, especially my clients who have health issues, hormonal issues, they're getting ill all the time. I'm like, right, okay, well, we need to make sure that we're ticking these boxes because yes, we want to lose weight here. Yes, we want to drop body fat, want to look better. Of course we do. We also need to make these considerations to want make the process easier and to keep our health at the forefront of our mind. I hope this has been interesting. If there's anything you want to ask me more on this topic, let me know. But if you have enjoyed it, as always, I do appreciate like a share on your Instagram story or just dropping me a DM to go, thanks. I've learned something from that. It's just nice to know who listens to it because I get the stats, but I never know the names. So it's nice to put some names to numbers. Other than that, my people, have yourself a fantastic, wonderful, amazing rest of your day. I hope March does bits for you. If it's in the future and it's after March, I hope you had a good March and I'll catch up with you on next week's episode.